the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started a few weeks ago, and that theme was based on the appointed times of the Lord. And we encourage you to read and ask for revelation from Leviticus 23, because all of these appointed feasts, for the most part, have been fulfilled in Jesus. We await the fulfillment of the final one, the Feast of Tabernacles, when Jesus returns. And the Feast of First Fruits, just for background information, let me read from Leviticus chapter 23. All right, beginning at verse 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you, and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And you shall wave the sheaf offering before the Lord for you to be accepted on the day after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave the first fruits. We see the fulfillment of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. 1 Corinthians 15, beginning at 20, verse 20. For as in, I'm sorry, but now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after that those who are in Christ at his second coming. And then comes the end, when he delivers up the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power. So it's an incredible fulfillment that First fruits was really the day of Jesus's resurrection. And something was different on that day. And this is what we want to talk about because there's lessons to learn from what took place other than really his resurrection. So turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke 24, a very significant chapter, all right? There were two disciples on the road to Demaeus, Timaeus, and um, the Lord caught up with them, and they were shocked. They were forlorn. They were disappointed because Jesus had died. June. They had been with him for three, three and a half years, every day in face-to-face relationship. But they didn't know he was resurrected. That's right. 
That's that was such an eventful time for them. So what did Jesus do to them? He uh, says in verse 27, Luke 24, and beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things, the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Then they had communion. And all of a sudden we read in verse 31, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from that sight. And I think what's important, Shelley, is that as he went through the word of God with them, they didn't understand it was Jesus talking to them. Really? They didn't recognize him. Why? Because they didn't know he was resurrected. They thought he was dead. And in John eleven twenty five, we read... When Jesus went to visit Martha and Mary after Lazarus had died, who was very close to Jesus, a good friend of Jesus, and Martha heard he was coming, she ran to meet him. And she said to him, Jesus, had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And in John eleven twenty five we read, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And he looked at Martha, he said, Believest thou this? And you know, Shelley, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead which was a foreshadow of what the Father and the Holy Spirit would do for him, that he would be raised from the dead. And why is that so important in Emmaus, the road to Emmaus and the day of resurrection? We're part of the harvest that it says in Leviticus. He was the first fruits. And so if he lives, then we are promised that we will live also. That's the word of God. So the word of God needs to become something that uh, has revelation in our life. We can read it and go, well, I know that. But then if we get deathly ill, fear comes and not faith. If something goes wrong in our life, We lose hope instead of realizing that the living God, the resurrected Messiah, lives in us to give us new life, to give us hope, to have us do things beyond the physical realm. He's the resurrected God. Amen. And that's what we saw on the road to Emmaus, those Disciples didn't understand until they broke bread and had communion with the Lord. So it's a lesson for us to be in a close relationship with Jesus and to have communion with him, to speak to him and hear his voice. And those disciples later on that day went to Jerusalem to be with the other disciples. And again, Jesus appeared. And again, they didn't understand. They were, again, shocked that he died. But we go on in that portion of scripture. In Luke 24, he spoke to them and said, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, 
that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And look what happened in verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. We have to put our place, uh, we have to feel how the disciples felt. They were shattered. But then their eyes were opened, the two disciples from um, uh, Nerotodomaeus, and the other disciples, they began to understand the scriptures. There was such an intimacy of relationship between these disciples and something was about to change. Listen to 1 John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus. Junie, this just shows the intimacy that the disciples had with Jesus during his ministry, and now he was preparing them to love him, serve him, even though he would not be physically on earth. So let's go on and see the promises that we have in the Gospel of John, because we need to see, if that was so foremost in Jesus's mind to go to the word, we need to be men and women who live and are nourished by the word of God. John 16, 13 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative. John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Listen to these words. He will teach you all all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. We even read in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Again, that's how we are instructed by the word of God. And we know the disciples on the road to Emmaus, they were so touched by the words because it says, were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us. And isn't it interesting, Shelley, their hearts were burning because they loved the Lord, but they didn't yet understand what he was talking about. And we see in John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses, which Jesus was explaining himself to these disciples on the Emmaus road, the scriptures about Moses and the Lord. And it says in John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Thank so you, we Lord. need to know and hear grace and truth that came through our Messiah. And in John 1.14, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the, as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we need to look at the word, open up our heart to the Holy Spirit, to open up and enlighten our soul to the meaning of God's words. Because when Jesus speaks to us, he speaks to us 
in grace and truth. And for the most part, the church believes that the law is like finished, it's done. But Jesus is the living word and he lives in us and enables us to obey the word of God and cherish the word yes. of God. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. We're emphasizing, and I know you know it, but it needs to be emphasized more, the significance of the word of God. And for this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you receive from us the word of God's message, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you, who believe. Then we go to um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard was not will not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. We need to live in the word, to digest the word, to, to experience the word, and that's the ingredient. That's what Jesus wanted to leave with them. And then it says in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is sharper and living than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intents of our heart. This is the word we have that the Holy Spirit could quicken us with any time. Father, we thank you. Thank you for Jesus impressed upon the disciples the importance of the word of God. And if it was important then, it's as vitally important today. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.